Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on? Not a ton. Uh, it's a Thursday. The week's almost done. And uh, as we start to approach the draft, uh, we basically have our ears to the ground and, mm-hmm. and, and are lis- listening. To, and while, while our ears are on the ground, we are also whis- listening to the wind and the whispers in the wind and all the other metaphors for uh, people secretly telling us stuff about what may or may not be happening uh, to the Cowboys, all while during lying season. So uh, it's it's yes. uh, it's a yes. fun process of kind of parsing out what sounds ridiculous, what sounds too ridiculous to be true, and what sounds too ridiculous to be false, which is a, a fun category as well. Yeah, so today's show is going to be based off draft rumors that we're hearing about the Dallas Cowboys, Landon. And uh, we're going to start with a, a really interesting one from Tony Pauline uh, from mm. the Pro Football Network, who has actually been pretty plugged in for the Cowboys over the last couple of years. Uh, he had a report last night. It, this came out really, really late on the East Coast time, so you might not have seen it, but uh, he suggests that Milton Williams, the defensive tackle from Louisiana Tech, who we've actually talked a little bit about in the last couple of shows, Landon, is the perfect target for the Cowboys at 44. He even mentioned that, hey, if they want to trade back from number 10 into the late teens, he could be even a target that early in the draft. But 44 is the ideal landing spot if he is there. First and foremost, do you buy this report? I, I think I buy that they are very interested in Milton Williams. Um, man, first round is rich. It's not happening. It's not happening. No. But if and, it's and frankly, late, late teens, 20s, still very rich, but more still very rich. More yeah, I, I, I would agree. Like, I think, you know, second round, uh, I mean, I could, I could be. I could be convinced if, if it's first round, man, I, I need to hear a lot of explanation on why, how much you guys like him because mm. I, I look, I, his downsides are he, he played against a slightly lower level of competition. He's slightly uh tweener ish, you know, mm. but I, I don't think that that's necessarily a downside for the Cowboys, especially what they want to do with, with, with a guy like this. I mean, I think that he kind of fits a, 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 perf- a perfect body type that they yes. that they desire, yes. right? So I don't think that that's a knock on him necessarily for them. If if they really rate him like this, I mean, clear, look, clearly he has the athletic profile to to fit that kind of pick, right? I mean, he is an absolute stud athlete at the position. Whether you want to measure him as a defensive end or a defensive tackle, he's an incredible athlete. So, uh, and and it, you know, his production against lower levels was you know was a, a pretty decent i mean you you probably could tell better than i than i am but well it, okay it, it, so this, this one's very interesting because it depends on what you care about so um if you look at like tackle for a loss per game mm-hmm. is which i i really care about very average okay and that's not necessarily what you want to see but if you look at like pro football focus his pass rush win rate 
elite, right? If you yeah. look at Jim Corbin, I'm not sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with Jim Corbin, but he does uh, a lot of like uh, market share for tackles and tackles yeah. for a loss and tackles within the first three y- yards of the line of scrimmage. And he actually ranks as a Hall of Fame worthy prospect, like a better than the Dominican Sioux and Aaron Donald in that type of production. So it's all over the board here, Lane. And I guess that's why I can't get a firm grasp of what type of player is he? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, honestly, like it, it's funny because I think somebody tweeted me about this last night and they actually now I remember they did. And I gave a very similar answer here is that we really need to start readjusting our uh, calibration on how we think prospects are going to get drafted this year, because this mm-hmm. year more than any other year, we're just going to be wrong. These players are, are and, and by wrong, I mean, uh, uh, where they're going to understand go. Understanding how the, the rest of the teams view yeah. these guys, right? The actual market for these guys. Uh, there's just so much unknown information. There's so much unknown information. There's so there's a lack of information at the team level, which is also you know filtering down to our level because ultimately, people on our level and in, in the media they get their information from a lot of teams yes. indirectly. So when they don't have a lot of information, we don't have a lot of information. Uh, and again, because there's not the uh, kind of cross pollination that happens uh, at the combine and at the senior bowl where the, the, you know, the, the scouts talk to each other and they kind of get a consensus on what other teams are feeling about player X and player Y. I just think that there's going to be uh, a, you know, wide, a wide bandwidth of, of outcomes that could happen for a lot of these players. Their, their draft stocks will be all over the place based on teams just because there isn't the kind of, consensus building activities that normally happen in a, in a draft season. So uh, and this is all a way to say that Milton Williams at 44 is absolutely way higher than I thought he would go. But at the same time, like yeah, he has aspects to his game that I, I, I it's not like he's, he couldn't play or turn out uh, and produce like a guy that is deserving of 44. It's just that we have less information on these guys this year. Uh, and he's a small school, smaller school player. I think, you know, it, for guys like Milton Williams, uh, in the teams are probably holding players like this close to their chest, right? Because yes. they don't, yes. they don't want to let everyone know how much they like them. Uh, I'm sure they didn't even want his name to get out in the first place, you know, nope. Uh, but but I think that guys like this, their draft stocks are going to be all over the place. So just I, I wouldn't be surprised or shocked when these guys get taken higher or lower than we expect. And I think it's really important to hear the teams uh, that draft these guys and have them explain exactly what it was that they liked about these guys and so we can get a better understanding why they, why they got drafted where they did. Yeah, I think after Milton Williams' pro day, I think his name being under the radar just wasn't going to happen. And in case you aren't familiar, I'm going to read through his pro day numbers. And again, you can adjust these if you want to add the 0.06 seconds, even have 0.01 seconds here or or 0.1 second here and you'll be fine. So uh, 6'3", 284. A lot of teams, I think, are concerned about the arm length, 31 and a half inch arms. Those are small. But a yep. four six seven forty yard dash, one six five ten yard split. Uh, he did thirty four on the bench, thirty eight and a half inch vertical, a ten one broad jump, and then the the shuttles are just unbelievable. Four yeah. three three uh, twenty yard shuttle, six nine six. You're talking about like a ninety nine percentile athlete here. And what's frustrating, Landon, is when you throw on the tape, you really don't see it because of the way Louisiana Tech plays. Right, yeah. a lot of times he's either lining up as a nose tackle. As in or as a five technique, 
And whenever he's on the field, he's being doubled. And you don't get to see him be an up-the-field pass rusher like he'll probably be in the NFL. So it's it's a projection. But, man, if you're going to gamble on somebody with a, you know with these kind of traits, I, I get it. I just – if they pick him at 44, I, I won't know how to feel, to be honest. I think this is one of the, the bigger wild cards in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me it's all about exactly what, what they have in, in mind for him because, you know, you look at his 2019 tape, he spent a lot more time outside at defensive end. And then at 20, in 2019, you know, uh, in 2020, they, they, you saw him, like you said, play a little bit of nose, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, of B-gap stuff, uh, but mostly, again, as a five technique. I mean, that's where the vast majority of his snaps have come right. uh, at college, and that's not where we're going to be playing him. Like, he's not going to be some kind of two-gapper, like who's – uh, or or one gap or the five technique on a regular basis, I can't imagine. I, I I imagine that especially at pass rush downs, he'll be kicked inside and be a three technique. And and honestly, I would feel most comfortable at, with him at forty four if you were to tell me, hey, we're putting five to seven pounds on this guy and he's going to be a full time three technique. Yes, because yes. I I think you know especially with the length issues. Uh, you can mitigate a lot of that inside. I think uh, that that explosion when you're lined up real on the outside shoulder of a guard can really help mitigate getting those hands on you. Um, and I think that that's you know where he's going to be the most disruptive. And I think you're going to get the most kind of production you need in this defense is as a really terroring, <laughs> terrorizing, explosive yeah. interior pass rusher. Uh, I think that's uh, a spot where you know he could earn that kind of 44th overall pick. Uh, uh, you know, marker. Yeah, I'm going to say this, and hopefully it makes sense, but I feel like the only way the Cowboys pick Milton Williams at 44 is if they get like Patrick Sertan at 10, right? If they get the rock-solid corner that fills a need and is a day-one starter, maybe they're a little bit more willing to take an upside pick at 44. But if they go, let's say they take Zayvon Collins and they shock us there, I think I would be very surprised then if you go and take Milton Williams because now you're taking two small school guys – and maybe neither one of them are day one starters. I think I think that would be surprising. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's there's a lot of different kind of pairings that that need to be considered when when you're talking about the the first two picks. You, you don't necessarily want to take two guys that are upside plays uh, and, and 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 that aren't necessarily going to be able to come in. You, you need at least yeah. one of those guys to be able to come in and start and give you solid yes. snaps right away, whether it's the agree. first or second round pick. If you're taking a swing on, a, on an upside guy at either one of those picks, you just need to make sure that the other one can come in and give you solid snaps right away because otherwise you're going to be running out a lot of the similar defense that you had last yeah. year, which uh, uh, is, is not Wasn't great. Exciting. No, it's not great, Bob. Uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure you're using that promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Landon, let's talk uh, about another draft little rumor slash tidbit. Uh, and this one from our friend Mike Fisher at Cowboys SI. He said that the Cowboys have, for the most part, cleared Caleb Farley. 
Uh, and he is somebody that they would consider drafting. Now, it doesn't sound like they gave him a perfect medical you know, report, but certainly good enough where they feel comfortable drafting him and being able to have him on the field sooner rather than later. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to assume that you're buying this report, correct? Yes, yes. I, I think so. Just it's, because it's it, not it's not like, you know, earth shattering, I think, you know, no, that, that the, no. it, it's it's a it's 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 an acknowledging that that there's an injury. Yes. Uh, but 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 it's not it's you know, it's it's just basically telling us, hey, they haven't taken Caleb Farley off the board yes. by any yes. stretch of the imagination. Uh, and we've seen them take other players off their board yeah. because of injuries. And we've seen them not, you know, Jalen Smith, a perfect example of somebody that they left on their board, even with all of his injury concerns. But uh, my question to you, and this one's more important. Where do you start to feel comfortable taking yeah. Caleb Farley? Because I don't think it's at 10. There's too many risks there. But where are you okay with the risk of Caleb Farley? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, just to be clear, that, uh, you know, without the injury, the, the Cowboys think very highly of Caleb Farley. Yes. He, he would have been a consideration at 10. Um, I, I think, you know, the they did – so the back injury did have an effect. Let's let's be clear. Like, they mm-hmm. they clearly uh, don't feel comfortable taking him at 10 because of the, uh, the back injury. But it's not so much that it completely took them off the board. So I would say that, you know – you probably are still obvious, you know, no, probably you are obviously still targeting him in the first round. So it's, it's a scenario that we've talked about before. We did it in, uh, in mock drafts. We've talked about all the options. It's the trade up from 44 to the mid twenties, right? It's, yes. it's to try it up to, uh, to get up in front of, uh, you know, so one of these teams Cleveland, that, that maybe looking for Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore yep. is yeah. I mean, just try to get in front of these guys. Oh, I, yeah, and uh, I remember what the other the other it, it thing that fish bed. We could talk about that as well. Um, you know, I think that's that's where they would be targeting a Caleb Farley. Another guy, uh, just to kind of also throw this in, um, that fish mentioned in that same report on his YouTube channel. If you guys don't check it out, make sure you check mm-hmm. out his YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel there as well. Nice the Cowboys Fox. Uh, but he also mentioned that the Cowboys are fans of uh, Trayvon Morick um, and that they consider him to, to potentially be a, a guy that they would also maybe target with a small trade up into the first round uh, to try to secure that fifth. So that's fifth three year. names. Let's just kind of recap it, right? It's three yeah, guys it. that Three guys that we've heard that the Cowboys like quite a bit that they would consider moving up for. Zayvon Collins, we know for a fact they have a first-round grade on. It yeah. sounds like Caleb Farley is somebody that the Cowboys have at least a borderline first-round grade on. But yes. actually, I, I, I take a step back. We know how the Cowboys do their draft board. My yeah. guess is that Caleb Farley is going to have a first-round grade on their Agreed. board, and they're going to rank him like – he has no like he he has no injury designation, and then he'll have like a designation or a tag right, on him, right? That'll right. say he'll, he might even be a top ten player on their board. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to pick him in the top ten, which that's a different story for the other you know yeah. another time. And then that's Trayvon Morrig, a safety. So three guys, all that I think probably are in the twenties that the Cowboys could trade up and get. I'm pretty sure the way the Cowboys do it too is that they have like a flag system or or some sort of like kind of medical tag that like is ranked by severity, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously the the most severe guys they'll just literally take the name off the board and he won't be available. Yes. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see exactly you know what that designation means for where they kind of place them on the board or if it's just they put him up there at ten. He has the designation, so they know not to take him, you know, in that yes. area. Yeah. 
uh, I, I think the most fascinating thing out of all of this is clearly the Cowboys are making plans or have yes. maybe even a, a trade implicit, you know, kind of in place already uh, to trade up from 44. They know that they have uh, the assets to kind of move around to control their destiny a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a trade up from 10 to something like four for someone like Kyle Pitts is extremely rich, yeah. uh, more rich than they probably want to pay. Uh, but a trade up from 44, especially with the with the extra comp picks that you have this year, like we talked about, uh, not only does that sound reasonable, it, it sounds like something that they clearly have likely. yeah likely yeah like yeah. like they have planned on it and almost kind of written in pencil and, and and maybe like i said have deals in place with teams so yeah you look at what they've i mean it's just because they're talking so much about zavin collins trey morig caleb mm-hmm. farley you know th- and all three of these these situations have been mentioned in conjunction with the trade up so that's a lot of smoke for uh, a, a trade up that has been discussed for a long time. So I'm starting to think more and more that, you know, that is probably going to happen and, yeah. and, and it's going to be about who's going to be on the board when they trade up to get them. Uh, I guess I would be shocked at this point if they make a pick, pick at 44. I, I think I just would yeah. be. I think um, I, I mean, it's just so much smoke about it. Yeah. It's, it's hard to ignore at this point. Well, and again, they have an extra third round pick. They have an extra yeah. fourth round pick and they're expected to get another fourth round pick next year as a comp pick. So they're going to have lots of picks between these next two years that they can move around and go get their guys. What's fascinating to me, Landon, is those three guys that we mentioned, Farley, Morrig, and Collins, who they trade up for might not be dependent on who falls, but more importantly, what they do at 10. Right. Yeah, because exactly. Maybe they feel great about Rashawn Slater. Right. They think Rashawn Slater is an all pro player at tackle or guard. And they feel pretty good that, hey, Farley's going to be there in the 20s. We can go get him. We or let's there, there's other corners. Maybe yep. maybe uh, Greg Newsom is a guy that they absolutely love. Or maybe JC or JC Horn falls. Right. Right. So I and then there's the other scenario. Hey, if we take Sertan at 10 and Morrig is available, and we think that'd be a great combination to start our, you know, rebuild our secondary, that makes a lot of sense as well. So I, I again, I believe all these because I think these are all guys that fit their scheme. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's interesting, Morrig, though, because I, I don't know if he's the perfect free safety for Dan Quinn's scheme. But he might just be the best safety in the class, and he's the most reliable of all the safeties we talk about. And maybe that's just what they want now. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think Morig has uh, you know good uh, ball attacking skills. I mean, I, I think the problem is is that Morig isn't the TCU defense is not a one for one translation to what no. to what Atlanta no. to what we're going to do next year. You know, yeah. they they do a lot of middle of the field open stuff, a lot of quarters match. Uh, defense you know so it's a lot of split field safety looks uh you know so i, I think morick has the skill set to play that kind of uh, single safety high um but you're right like it isn't like a uh it's not a a perfect easy translation yeah, yeah exactly yeah. because there isn't exactly a ton of tape of him playing in cover one and cover three it's uh, up high and, and, and running yeah. around in the back end 
All right, let's take one more quick break, then we'll get back to some more Cowboys-related news. I wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, just a couple of Cowboys-related notes that we need to touch on before we end the show. Uh, first and foremost, Alden Smith, uh, the, the team signed last year, uh, did sign a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. The Cowboys won't be receiving a compensatory pick here, as I believe the deal is just about the veteran minimum. Uh, we heard trade talks last year about the Cowboys maybe moving him for a late-day three pick. Did the Cowboys make a mistake by, one, not trading him then, and two, not retaining him? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, th- a lot of this situation is uh, it's Monday morning quarterbacking. You know, I, I think we don't really know exactly what would have uh, how it would have played out. We, we didn't really know exactly what the situation was going to be for for Alden Smith by the end of the season. We didn't know the the, the, the defense was going to change at the end of the season. Uh, you know, look, I. I've heard rumors. I'm sure you heard whispers too that there was some uh, dissatisfaction with the way he was playing and the way he was uh, fitting in the locker room and in, in mm-hmm. uh, you know probably around Thanksgiving. I mean, really, yeah. once his once his uh, his play started significantly dropping off, uh, it, you know, things started to kind of go sour. And I think you know there was also probably some friction with the fact that they brought back in Randy Gregory and then yep. there was some conversations about whether the coaches wanted to play Randy Gregory over Alden Smith and uh, obviously Jerry kind of put his foot down and, and I'm glad he did because Randy Gregory obviously played a lot better than any other defensive end yep. that not named DeMarcus Lawrence at the the back half of the season and I think you go into the season feeling pretty good about the at least starters on the outside uh, because of the the snaps that Randy mm-hmm. Gregory got last year so I think the Cowboys actually played this right. You know, I think uh, you know, there's still some, you know, off field, uh, you know, personal stuff that Alden's dealing with. Uh, and obviously Seattle was comfortable with kind of dealing with that. And, and, you know, he, Alden's kind of an ongoing is dealing with this in an ongoing yes. way. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it, it's not going to always be binary. There's going to be slip ups. There's going to be setbacks. Uh, and and if Seattle Seattle can handle all that, then they got a We're great player. Yep. They, yep. they got a great choice. I'm rooting for them. I, I think this works out for both both teams. I mean, you know, the Cowboys didn't necessarily need the high, uh, you know, uh, another veteran at the spot. I think you've got Gregory, you've got Lawrence. You plug in some of these young guys, see what they have. Maybe draft another guy. You didn't need uh, uh, someone who was a you know a malcontent at least in the Cowboys locker room. Uh, to kind of be in the mix, especially if he wasn't going to be getting a ton of snaps. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate the Cowboys won't get a, a comp pick for him. 
but uh, at, at the same time, I think I wish him luck, and I hope I hope he does well in Seattle uh, every time he doesn't play the Cowboys. It's not like they were going to get a lot back via trade anyways. It no. was going to be a conditional sixth or seventh round pick. And at that point, I don't even know if the Cowboys care about sixth or seventh round picks because they would rather just sign undrafted free agents that make the roster because it's cheaper. So yep. it's not that big of a deal. Uh, one interesting stat, at, literally as you were talking, Landon, uh, our favorite Twitter account, at uh, NFL underscore Statspot, uh, <laughs> all the Smith allowed zero punts in the end zone in 2012. It's <laughs> such a great account. If you guys don't follow, <laughs> it just tweets the most uh, unuseful, uh, random stats about whatever yeah. person is being talked about, and it is, it's hilarious. Yeah, so, it's uh, just it's the absolute best. Uh, one best. last Cowboys uh, news item. Gerald McCoy, who the Cowboys signed last year, he made it through a couple practices before he was eventually injured and the Cowboys released him. Uh, he was talking to Rick Stroud uh, on Twitter, or I believe it was maybe through the Pewter Report, about wanting to come back and play in 2021 and that he has a couple teams monitoring him. Uh, he's not going to sign before the draft. I think teams yeah. are going to wait to see how he is in May and June. Would you be interested in bringing him back depending on how the draft goes? Yeah, potentially. I mean, just to maybe see what see what's going on. I, I certainly wouldn't guarantee him a ton of money at this point because he's an older player and he's coming off an injury, as we all know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there is going to be a a a class of these guys, and and you know, I think there is probably a dozen players at this point who are veterans that are names that we all know that are unsigned that are just you know, it's okay. We've reached the point in free agency where. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing's good is going to happen to me before the draft. I'm not going to get a good a good deal before the draft. Let's wait until the other side of things, see who misses out on positions that they need, uh, and then hopefully they reach out to me. I think Gerald McCoy is one of those guys. Richard Sherman is one of those mm-hmm. guys. Guys that you, uh, the Cowboys, probably have on their rolodex, ready to call. Yeah, I mean Alex Smith, ready to call if uh, you know they don't if they get through the draft and they don't yep. pick players at those positions. I would agree, and I even I think Sean Lee might be another. One right, yep, depending sure. on what the Cowboys do at linebacker in the first two days of the draft, uh, a lot of the- <laughs> they'll draft a linebacker coach in the in, in the in the draft. They'll go. go out and reach that Sean Lee. I think you're right. There is this, uh, a dozen of these guys out there that I think are just waiting for the draft to to play out and see how the chips fall. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys bring in one or two big name vets not not saying yeah. significant players i'm just saying guys that everybody big knows yeah, yes big exactly. names uh at yeah. some point this offseason that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in as always you can download and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, uh spotify youtube please we're youtube we're pushing please. our youtube channel uh videos up there every single day make sure you guys are doing that uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you next time.